And hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead. I'm very happy to be here once again with you doing back-to-back -back shows this week. Hope you caught my stream that I did yesterday. You can go check that out in the archive today. It is the last day of January, January 31st, 2022. And I'm very excited to have a special guest to join me here for the first time on the show. Uh, he's a fantastic gentleman. His name is Mike Gibson. Um, and I'll give you a little background on him and then uh, a little bit about how he and I met and, and what we've been up to over the past few rather exciting days, I must say. Uh, so Mike, you know, he graduated from University of Victoria with a BSc in biology and physics back in 1979. He joined the Victoria Police Department the same year and retired after about 27 years, specializing in crash analysis and reconstruction. He then continued on in other areas of law enforcement into his final retirement on December in, in December of 2021. He also worked in search and rescue with the Canadian Coast Guard and was active, an active firefighter with the Langford uh, Department for several years. And so he has a total 42-year career in law enforcement that sadly had to come to an end due to his unwillingness to take a forcible mandated injection. And so uh, very happy to have a conversation with him. He and I met a while back at uh, some various town meetings and whatnot that were going on in my neck of the woods. We hit it off right away. Uh, he's an incredible guy. And then um, on the 29th, which is uh, the new historic Canada Day, I think, Freedom Day, um, he and I were hanging out with his, also with his lovely wife, and uh, we basically did the whole day together. We laughed, we cried, we danced, we cheered, and uh, we were shoulder to shoulder the whole way. And so I thought it'd be great to bring him on, introduce you to this fine man, and uh, pick his brain about what's going on. And we also want to cover some of the recent updates. So without further ado, let me go ahead and welcome in my guest. There he is, Mike. Good to see you, brother. Thank you so much for joining Just me here on the too, show, David. man. It's great to be here, David. You're you, by the way, amongst all of us and all of our friends. You're a hero. Oh, thanks, fact, man. You're a hero. I suggested to our group that somebody, somebody should get you a cape. <laughs> well, I have one. I got the Canadian flag. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks, man. Hey, I think I, I when I was out there with you, and we were side by side. We were with thousands of people. And we're on the island, you know, a lot of people in Canada and the world don't even know there's a Canadian island like this. Um, it's a small little place where we live. And yet look at the numbers we saw the other day. I, I still, I go back and watch the videos. I get chills. I, it, it's almost like, let me know how you felt the next day. Because when I woke up, I was feeling, I, I was still feeling the buzz, but then you start thinking, was it really that big? Was it, was it really? Cause you just still can't believe it. But then I watched the videos and I'm like, eh. It really, really was. How, how was it for you on the next day after that amazing, amazing outing? Well, the day of was, frankly, a bit of a shock to me because I've lived here almost all my life on the island, in the Victoria area. And Victoria has never been a place where people tend to really get involved. They tend to, it's, it's quiet little Victoria. They tend to sit back on their own and just sort of watch the world go by. And to be there with, thousands, as many as 10,000 people that feel the same we do, the same way we do, was stunning. And yeah, aside from it being a, rev a revelation, it was so uplifting. The next day, 
I was exhausted and elated at the same time. It was just amazing. It's it's the best, most exciting event I've ever been part of in my many, many decades. So. I was going to say, you, you've been around here for a long time, especially on the island. I'm a newbie here. I've, I came here in 2015 and uh, you've been here forever. And you were telling me the other day, you had never seen anything, not, not only like this on the island or in British Columbia, but in Canada. Like, is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only thing I can liken it to is, uh, is like uh, a Stanley Cup win or a Grey Cup win or something like that. Yeah. And that's all just in one city. But when I look at the videos from all across this wonderful country of ours, the same thing was happening all over, all over Canada that was happening here in Victoria. And that, I guess so many of us have felt kind of alone, really. Like we, we were sitting alone, uh, cloistered back with our fears and our concerns. And to suddenly realize that there were millions of us all together, it's very empowering gives you a really great feel of, of, of being part of something much larger. Yeah. We haven't felt this unity in the country for forever. I, I, I grew up here. I was born and raised here. Um, we unify around, like you said, gray cup hockey games, uh, maybe a few things here and there, but it's always one-offs. It's never the entire country shaking the ground beneath our feet for hours and hours on end with no end in sight. I actually see nothing but more momentum gaining. And the more that these politicians and media try to hurl attacks and sidestep it and shut it down, it's just making it worse. It's as if they've stepped in quicksand or something like that. And it's bringing more attention. We've had celebrities all over the world tweeting about this. Um, Jordan Peterson just went on and did a a big statement to all the conservative leadership across Canada to, you know, use this as an opportunity to finally take back this government and, and put Canada back on the right track. Uh, we'll see what's up with that. Um, we've had endorsements from, you know, Elon Musk and Joe Rogan and, um, you know, different sports figures and celebrities and musicians and people are galvanizing around this. Like you wouldn't believe and it's going global. It's incredible. Yeah, I, I hear, uh, I, I hear uh, that uh, we were actually on, the, uh, that Canada was on the Russian news. Uh, the Russian <laughs> The Russian news. Apparently it was featured on the, the, the convoy was featured on the Russian news. And I know that it's coming, there's been uh, questions coming from literally every country in the world from people who are hearing about this and saying, I want more, I want to know more. So, and of course, as we know, several countries uh, are in, in several countries, other other. Uh, convoys are forming in support, not only of ourselves, but for their own people as well. Everybody wants freedom. And the only ones who don't want it are those, I think, who stand profit from our lack of it. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more with that. Well, Mike, I wanted to pick your brain from the perspective. We, we got a, There's so much happening. People are literally messaging me from every corner of my all of my devices. They're like, you got to look at this. You got to look at this. You got to look at this. And that's amazing because that just means so many things are happening right now as we speak, right? Um, but you worked in law enforcement for a long time, and I've had many great campfire discussions. It seems to be our thing now. We just do campfires. And uh, we've had a lot of great discussions. You're very intelligent, man. You know what you're talking about, and you have the mind of a detective. I also love that you have uh, education in biology and science. You have a scientific background also. Um, you've been a public servant and a patriot your whole life. And when you looked at all of this unfolding back in 2020, 
What was it for you that got your spidey senses tingling, your suspicion radar up where you thought, hmm, something's a bit off with this? Well, the very first thing I think that uh, that struck me is initially I have to say that I would I was on board with the, the whole pandemic thing because that's all we heard. And initially for into oh, January or so of 2020, I was I was kind of buying it. And then like one of the one of the one of my minors in university was in statistics. And one of the first things that came to mind was a graph that was thrown up showing things going on with the pandemic. And when I looked at the graph, I thought, whoa, wait, 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 time out. That's not appropriate in statistics. And statistics has very, very strict rules. There are things you can do and things you can't do. And the reason those those there are things you can't do is because those things can be used to intentionally mislead. And the very first graph that I looked at, that it was shown on the mass media, was a lie. And uh, for right, from the very beginning in, in, in statistics, uh, we, we were always taught that that uh, be suspicious anytime you see a graph that doesn't start at zero on both the X and Y axes. And mm. it, it didn't. You know, if you want to show, if you uh, draw a graph that has the vertical axis showing an increase of something one out of tens of thousands, it shows an increase of one over time along the bottom of the graph, it'll show this this huge, huge increase. If you, it's in fact, start on both at zero, there's no increase at all. There's nothing, there's no statistical significance whatsoever. And that's the nature of the kinds of graphs I was seeing. So I knew right from the very beginning, just like my statistics prof taught, if you see something like that, they're lying to you. And it was mm. clearly, uh, and, in, and the intent was clearly misinformation, disinformation, it was lying. And uh, it was to support a narrative that this thing was going to kill 10% of the world's population, which, of course, we've seen was was never, <laughs> was never even forecast by the horrible, horribly done uh, models that were produced, and never, never came to fruition. As we know, it turned out to be really kind of a nothing burger. Yeah, like it was uh, nothing worse than a, a hard seasonal flu. And, um, you know, it, when you start looking now at the damage that these lockdowns have done and the government policies have done and the damage to everyone's psychology, everybody's livelihood, our economy, like, oh my God, there's so many reasons why this trucker convoy needed to happen. Um, and I'm just so glad to see, yeah, it took two years. I wish everybody could have started this earlier on, but um, that media is so powerful. It's got such a grip over people's mind, as does this idea of, authority and the authority are they're always right they're always the shining light on the hill uh science you know that word that we keep getting thrown around as someone who's got a bit of a background in science um how do you feel about that when you hear them saying stuff like trust the science trust the and, and trudeau you know these guys are these trucker convoy people uh, not only are they all misogynist racist homophobe nazis which he's including first nations in that Sikh community and yeah. that everybody you couldn't imagine black people francophone people <laughs> anyways um but when you see them saying they don't believe in science this is just absurd to me but what does it feel how did you feel about that well it's it's uh like what al gore famously said the science is settled no it isn't <laughs> if it's settled it's not science i'm sorry science constantly evolves and 
I guess the worst part is that when we're told that the science shows that we're wrong, it's interesting when you go and you look at the government's own numbers because they prove that we're right. They prove that the government is wrong. Their own numbers prove that they are intentionally misleading us. I mean, the whole idea of it being a, uh, a pandemic of the unvaccinated is patently false. Their own numbers prove it. Numbers from all over the world prove it. For numbers from, I mean, as far as far away as as uh, Antarctica, which is <laughs> that was hilarious. Back a few weeks ago, we heard about a contingent, uh, uh, sequestered contingent at the South Pole in Antarctica, doing a uh, a scientific mission there, and they've been completely isolated from everyone else on Earth. For months every last person there is fully vaccinated every last one there has been no supplies going in nothing else they've been completely enclosed and self-sufficient for months and yet a third of them suddenly came down with COVID. where could they have got that from <laughs> so right science says that if you're vaccinated you're safe i'm sorry even our own prime minister, who not only claims to have been double vaxxed, but recently had a booster, now claims he has COVID. So how effective is that? I don't I don't call that science. Well, yeah, it, I feel like when we talk about these things, and I've had to talk about these things for two years, every time I'm talking about it with someone such as yourself, I'm like, are we like did I miss something? This is so obvious. What the hell? Like, but that's the nature of psychological warfare. Um, they put it right in front of your face. You keep the lie big, you make it simple, you keep repeating it. And eventually everyone believes it. And, um, who was it that said that again? Oh, right. Joseph Goebbels, the propaganda minister in the Nazi regime, the real Nazis. Um, if you repeat so, a lie often enough and loud enough, it becomes accepted as truth. Regardless of how obvious it is that it's a lie. That's it. And in fact, That's one it. of our own one of our own liberal cabinet ministers repeated that back uh, three or four years ago. She claimed, made that claim as well. Oh, interesting. I wonder if they're yeah. still holding to that or if they've changed the science again. Um, well, let me see what's going on. I got word. Well, first of all, uh, your lovely wife, uh, Risia, she sent over a photo. I can't pull it up right at this minute. I want to make sure I investigate it a bit more. So let me know in the chat if anybody's heard of anything. Uh, some of this is just going to be us getting stuff off the top. So you'll have to do the fact checking and vetting and think for yourself. Don't just trust us. Definitely don't just trust the mainstream media, but think for yourself. But here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that uh, I think it's at the border of Montana. Uh, they're rallying a bunch of trucks to basically shut down the border. Uh, there's cops that are on their way to arrest them. And I just saw a little clip um, that... Uh, tr they're, they're going to resist it. They're just going to accept the fines and they're going to stand their ground. Um, and then the other thing that I heard was that there was a European convoy that is being planned where all major European cities are going to start a convoy. Uh, I've also heard similar things where there's a convoy being planned in the States to go from California to DC. These are just some of the things that I'm hearing. Uh, have you heard any of this kind of stuff, Mike? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I keep hearing it. And, uh, you know, I, frankly, I, I'm, I'm certain it's true. Uh, Europe has been has been revolting for months and in, in their millions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yet our mainstream media never covers it. We only we only see it from on on social media. But we're seeing videos of it. 
with proper time and date stamps, you can't you can't ignore it. I mean, there was a massive, massive protest outside the BBC in London and literally right outside their windows. You could see the protest. It looked like a carpet outside their window where every fiber was a person. It was that dense and it went as far as the eye could see a massive, massive number of people and they completely ignored it. You could see it out the window. You know, it's, it's not hard to find. They so probably said, it's got a couple hundred, couple hundred protesters out there, you know, just like, I can't believe, where's the apology from the Canadian media? So if you need Canadian media journalists or any feds are watching this, I know you guys are, um, where's the apology and the retraction for saying that there was only 2000 trucks or yeah. hundreds of trucks, right? Like, where's the apology? You guys were not just wrong. You were wrong by orders of magnitude, just like Neil Ferguson was wrong by orders of magnitude with his you know, crappy statistics that he tried to scare the world with. Um, so that's interesting. So we had, and also I'm, I'm going to ask the chat, any updates on the UK? Have they been able to keep, has, has Boris kept to not um, reinstituting the mandates? Are they still mandate free over there? Um, I'm also hearing about Saskatchewan. We were talking the other night about how we were hearing that Mo, we call him Mo, uh, he was the premier of Saskatchewan. He was going to release a lot of these mandates or he was going to drip them out over time or something like that. Has there been, have you heard any updates on what's going on in Saskatchewan or the UK? Not so far. No. Um, it's, it's all pretty fluid right now. There has been a lot of talk about the UK once they drop it, drop the mandate, uh, but simultaneously sliding into kind of a social credit, uh, system on, on, uh, on digital identification and digital currency. Hmm. Mm. I don't know how well that'll go over. I mean, the, the British people essentially left the, the EU because they wanted to keep the pound. So giving it up to go into a strictly a digital currency might not go over well with, the, with those same people. So we'll have to see how that goes. But uh, the problem is it's difficult as, uh, as you have alluded to, to weed out the wheat from the chaff as it were there's so much information coming in from all quarters now um the only one that i can automatically discount is anything from the mainstream media in canada because uh, <laughs> that's a good policy yeah it's it's basically you know it's not true if it's coming from the, the cbc or ctv you know it's not real um but then frankly it's not surprising i mean they are being paid to mislead and right. uh, our illustrious leader actually publicly admitted to that. So, you know, it's it's not surprising that we're getting disinformation from from uh, uh, government-funded media sources. So, what we're getting from our own social media and from fine people like yourself, this is where we're getting our facts from, and that's what we're relying on. But of course, there's information being fed to you and to me and to all the, the rest of us that. Uh, and I, some of it I look at and I think, I don't think so. No. Yeah, um, same. But, but some of it, uh, some of it has a ring of truth to it and you do a little bit of research and it looks more and more realistic and uh, less and less conspiratorial. And it's, it's not that difficult to pick out the, the threads of the real thing. So that's, but it's, a, it's almost a full-time job. That's what you're doing right now is basically is a full-time job is trying to keep up with it all. 
I know. And it's not easy. And, uh, but I'm glad I have the audience that I do. You guys are awesome. Always giving me good stuff and, and good feedback and even good constructive criticism. I got a great team here of truth warriors. Uh, somebody was just saying, uh, on Foxhole, Mo did speak on CPAC this morning. A lot of nothing but babble BS questions from the mainstream media. Yeah. So these guys are going to have to realize that, um, their little political bubble on either conservative or liberal in Canada um, that's not reflective of Canada and Canadians. It's like that amazing woman from either the Ukraine or Russia that showed up at Vaughn Mills and just grilled that global news reporter. I played it in yesterday's show. It's just, I, I could watch that over and over again. She's just, the way she takes them apart was amazing. Um, yeah, the media is dying out and they're, they're freaking out. I guarantee there's some papers flying in the background. Um, and they're freaking out because they can't stop podcasts like this. They can't compete with people like Rogan. They can't compete with the numbers that somebody can get on Twitter. You know, you know, if Jordan Peterson puts something out, he gets more hits in like five minutes than CBC news will get in like a year. So, uh, they're clearly outmatched. We're the media now. Uh, this is about Canadians taking back their sovereignty. And that means that anything, and this is another thing that's really pathetic to me is the way the media is reacting to us. Like they're, they're trying to act like they're the victim. They're the ones going, why won't the truckers talk to us? I feel like I'm being threatened. They're targeting journalists. La, 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 la. And I'm like, why? Because they flipped you the bird or act like what you're, you're talking about truckers. Like you don't mess with truckers. You guys have been disrespecting these people, calling them racist. The worst things you can imagine, nothing but 24 seven nonsense and lies and smears and attacks, vicious levels of attacks. You're inflaming the other side of this to look at this in a way that is incorrect. And then you expect them to just do an interview with you. You guys are done. Just pack up, get out of here. We got this. You know, something I remember from, from when I was a child is fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So when That's people right. look at the mass the mainstream media and they lie to you one day, then they tell you something completely different the next day, which is also a lie. It doesn't take too much intelligence to figure out that not that both of those things can't be true. I mean, a few days ago, we heard that uh, that Justin Trudeau had had tested negative to COVID, and then suddenly. Of course, the Ontario health minister chimed in and said, well, you don't need to isolate then because you're fully vaxxed and you tested negative. So then they suddenly just changed the narrative, say, no, 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 I, I tested positive. So now, and then of course the media chimed in and said, now he has COVID. Uh, really? Which is it? One or the, what are the other? They can't both be true. One of them is a lie. And, you know, I mean, frankly, if, if the vax was that good and he's had three of them, how did he contract COVID? Yeah, he's he's right. His this is what's amazing about watching this, guys. Don't you see how beautiful this is? I said it. I've been saying it this whole time, even though everybody's like, Dave, it's over. We're totally screwed. The world is ending. I'm like, no, no, don't you understand? These people are gonna fall on their own sword because they're literally, there's nowhere else for them to go. By putting yeah. this right out in the open and going, okay, we're doing the great reset, we're we're going forward, we're mandating stuff, we're erasing your charter rights, we're erasing your constitutions. Uh, we're plundering your economy. We're destroying your country. Like when you, when you push that button, every move you have to make to support that now and keep that going to its conclusion is to act more tyrannical. 
and to do more things that will end up waking more people along that journey. And that's what's happening. I was right about that. And so many others covering this were right as well. And you probably saw it too, Mike, was like, these guys, there's nowhere for them to go. So Trudeau, think of this. He's in that place where he just does not want to talk to the truckers, which I don't, you're not a leader and you have to, you go with your own personal opinion. If you're the leader of a country and you have a siege warfare scenario, because that's what it is. You have your city being laid to siege. You have to send out an emissary. You have to come out and you have to have a talk. Even at the battlefields, they used to sit there on horses and have a little chat before they started to swing down. And yet he won't even show. And, in, and so by not showing, he looks weak. So what does he do? Oh, well, I was around someone with COVID. And even though I'm triple vaxxed and I, you know, I, 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 I got tested negative, I can't talk to them. Um, and, and yet it's like, you should have just lied and said from the beginning that you tested positive and you're super sick or something yeah. like that. But he didn't yeah. even have the brains to do that. Yeah. So now what? Now, he, now that is exposed. What you just said, that exposes more of this lie and chicanery. And that's what's well, amazing. And guess what, Mike? It's only January 31st. It's just beginning, man. This is just the beginning. Well, he's he's intellectually challenged uh, with respect to, you know, compared to the truckers. So I think he'd have a difficult time in a debate. But uh, I, there's one one quote that, uh, uh, paraphrasing, but uh, from Napoleon. And he said, famously, never interrupt your enemy when they're making a mistake. Mm. And that's all we're seeing from Trudeau's mistake after mistake after mistake every day. So... As Napoleon said, don't interrupt him. Let him keep yeah, making keep, mistakes. Keep going, Trudeau. Keep, and media too. You, you, keep, you keep staging photo ops with swastika flags and backwards badly drawn swastikas on a garbage can uh, while being surrounded by a sea of love, freedom, peace, unity. Every color of the rainbow is there. Everybody's there from all political sides. And it's just my friends were sending me the footage, Mike. I, th I, sh I shared it out. You saw it. Like Victoria was insane. We're going to talk about Victoria next, but about Ottawa. Oh my, talk about little threads in a rug of just a sea of people and they're cleaning up their own trash. They're taking care of their own. Um, there's guys down there that all these reports are coming out all, all over the place going like, oh my God, Antifa is doing stage this and they're doing that. And yeah, some people are dropping nails on the road and, and there's a little few little things, but nothing's really gone off. And yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm sitting there going, and now more people are going to Ottawa because they're worried the truckers are being held up at certain places and they're not able to get food. I don't know if you heard about that, where um, the RCMP were blockading one of the legs yeah. of the convoy on the highway and they're not allowing them to access food. That, yeah. Like, what is that? Like, yeah. let's go hire some air, some little um, planes or some drones, those Amazon drones, and just start dropping food over there. Like, this is going to become a humanitarian crisis at the hands of the RCMP. And you worked in the RCMP, Mike. What do you have to say to your fellow officers that are enforcing this tyrannical government's tyranny? Well, I wasn't in the RCMP, but I was in policing. And uh, oh, my mistake. Sorry. I guess. I guess. What I would say to them is think about who you're helping and think about who you're harming. And we all, all of us, took an oath to protect the Charter and the Constitution. In fact, I was working in policing before the Charter and Constitution existed. So that right. gives an idea how old I am. <laughs> but the point is that uh, 
we all stand for something. And if we're going to knowingly allow people to, to be harmed or to freeze in the cold, in the dark, by denying them the very essentials of, of survival, that's on us. That's 100% on us. We have the power, we have the authority to let those people return to someplace that's safe and not to blockade them someplace out in the middle of nowhere, which I understand has happened. I haven't seen anything beyond the original, uh, the original post that went out about that, but it was, it was pretty bad. And uh, I would say to all the officers, we all need to pull together for Canada. We don't, yes. we don't answer to one specific staff sergeant or one inspector. We answer to the people of this country. And we will be judged in the long term on how we reacted and how we treated the people of this country. You can be on the right side of history or you can be on the wrong side of history. Personally, my ethic throughout my entire career as was always from day one on the job, not only occupy the moral high ground, but always be seen to occupy the moral high ground. You can never be faulted for that. You do everything that is right in the best of your knowledge and power. And you do that every, every single day you put on the uniform, every single day of your career. And to do something that is wrong, that you know is wrong and is unconscionable, there is no excuse for that. There's no excuse for supporting that. It's time to say, no, I will not do that. I will not cross that line in the sand. We are here to protect these people, not to harm them. That's what I would say. Boom, mic drop. There we go. That's the message. We got to clip that out, Mike, and send it to all the police stations across this country and around this world. You guys need to hear this. We want to. We want to support you, the police. We want to support you. Uh, we, we don't, nobody wants anything violent. Nobody, every Canadian that I spoke to, and Mike, you can attest to this as well. First of all, I'm getting goosebumps as I'm talking already because it was so magical. The energy was something that I've literally never experienced. And I think it's because I've been to my share of hockey games. I've been to my share of UFC events and, and, and concerts, and there's always that buzz, but it's for something that's just fun and entertaining. This is something that is a different energy because it's, it felt like, I don't even know how to put it in words, but because of the seriousness of our situation, because of the, the, the fact that we all believe, everybody that was there believed they were alone in the country. And then when they all came together with that energy, it created a new domain of knowing in this country. It created a new beginning opportunity for this country. And everybody felt it. Everybody, every single person I spoke to felt it. Was that your experience too? It was electric. It went through the crowd. I don't think there's anybody in that crowd that didn't have chills. It was the, the feeling of empowerment and fellowship and closeness and love and, and mutual support and mutual strength was beyond anything I've experienced in my entire life. I, I've never, never even remotely come across something like that before. It was beyond uplifting. It was it was like a religious experience. It was like seeing a religious miracle in front of thousands of people. It was just I, I can't even describe it. Uh, and <laughs> my my partner would be more than happy to say that she has never ever seen me lost at a loss for words. 
but uh, <laughs> I, I, I just don't have the That's words awesome. to describe how powerful and how wonderful it was. Oh, I know. I know. I can't stop talking about it. So guess what? I'm not going to stop talking about <laughs> it. Huh? I'm going to talk about it every day. You're never going to forget it. Canada's never going to forget it. And if Canada even thinks about ever forgetting this, I'm going to remind them all the time. This is history and we got to keep oh, yeah. this going. I was just seeing a meme uh, where some guys, they're, uh, they're contractors, right? Guy puts up a picture of himself driving his crane, like one of those big giant cranes that puts stuff on the ships. And he's like, yep, you guys try to mess with the truckers, in come all the trades next. This can keep going and going as long as you want. So let's get the combines from Saskatchewan. Let's get the crane operators. Let's get, let's just do the, because, and it's because we have to end this for everybody. We have to, even the people that were flipping us off. Uh, what, yeah. what was your, we had some funny exchanges, uh, Mike, you and I, when we were on the corner there and we've got a guy banging drums and we're singing and, and then there's like, occasionally some old lady like i hope you die and just like people freaking out but none of us like reacted we weren't like no, no. everybody just was like i love you we were laughing it was amazing that was the that was the 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 response that i saw throughout when somebody would flip us off or it, surprisingly it was a lot of elderly women were doing that for some reason i it's weird personally i have never flipped off anybody in my entire life because it's rude it's dismissive it's arrogant and it's just wrong um, I, I have too much respect for everyone, even people I dislike, to do that. For, for, to do that, and yet these little old ladies, some of them, were just going by, flipping the bird. And of course, you know, con compared to myself, they were old. Okay, so there's <laughs> it. Great, great grandmothers going by, but every single person that I saw that reacted throughout the entire thing, from first thing in the morning till till dark, everybody said, "We love you, we love you." And some of these people didn't really know how to react to that. I think they expected anger and retribution of some kind. And instead, all they got was an outpouring of love and support. How do you fight that? Well, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a response? new kind of, yeah, that's a new kind of terrorism. Uh, exactly. A new kind of uh, bigoted, racist, hateful terrorism is to tell people that are flipping you off to your face while you're waving the Canadian flag. That, that you love them. I mean, the, I yeah. don't know what the government could ever do to stop that. I mean, that that's just, we, that is unacceptable behavior in this country. We cannot have love, unity, and freedom. My God, what were we thinking? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a small fringe with unacceptable views. You know? Small fringe. Oh my, yeah, small fringe. Uh, I love that meme. I shared it yesterday where it shows, uh, you know, the top, you know, T Dr. Tam, you know, Doug Ford, Trudeau, and they, they even put O'Toole in there. They're like, this is the small fringe majority, minority with unacceptable views. And it's just, that's a fact. Uh, Canada oh, yeah. disagrees, you know. Um, well, when you when you look at the, the uh, there's something like, something like 20% of the entire voting population voted for this current government, 20%. 80% of Canadians did not vote for this, for this government. That tells us something, because when he says it's this tiny little fringe, he's referring to the 80%, or at least a goodly, goodly portion of it. Um, and we also have to remember that according to his own statistics, something like 4 million Canadians have not had any vax at all. Not one mm -hmm. single shot. Four million Canadians. That's a pretty big chunk to be calling it a tiny fringe. 
And think about that. That's 4 million who didn't get a shot. Add to the ranks of people resisting all this, the people that stopped after the first jab, and then all the people that stopped after the second jab, and then now even the people that took the third jab and are still getting COVID, just like Trudeau, allegedly. And uh, they are all like, I took all the jabs, but I don't want the the passports. Or I took the jab, I took this jab, I had a side effect, and then this, you know. So 4 million people that stood strong from day one add all those others that are now just pouring in on our side. And then actually you were making a good point. And I personally had questions about this because I'm still trying to figure it out. You've been in Canada a lot longer than I have or grow, you know, and um, about the elections, like how does our system, I got a lot of American listeners as well. They're just as confused as I am. Like how does our election (laughs) system work where 20% of the public can vote in a government uh, against 80% that didn't vote for it? How's, how did they do that? What is that? Well, I mean, it's it's a fractured system that we have because we have so many parties. I mean, we have, I don't know how many parties now. I kind of lost track after a while. And when you split the vote, if you have only two parties, it's it simplifies things. You got one or the other, you choose one or the other. But when you've got when you've got the marijuana party and you've got the the communist party and you've got the the you know, bang for the for the for the for the baby whales party and all these yeah. other parties. Um, it, it fractures it all so much. And then a lot of people are disgusted and they look at the two big parties and they say, I don't want anything to do with either of them. So I just won't vote. Mm. And we end up with horrible, horrible turnouts. So we really don't hear the voices of the majority of Canadians. We never did. And I th- but I think, honestly, if we could get a vote right now, a referendum on all these mandates. I truly believe the majority, if not the vast majority of Canadians would say, we're done, it's over, time to stop. Just like so many other, so many of European countries and other countries all over the world are saying, no, we're done, it's not working. It never did work. We're just harming people. Let's just stop before we harm more people. And in Canada, we're, thanks to our political party, we're doubling down it just gets worse every day and we're harming so many people i mean we look at the rates of suicide they're just gone through the roof since this has been going on um you know and there's so much censorship and so much control the the colleges of physicians and surgeons all across the country have ordered doctors not to report um deaths and adverse reactions to vaccines because if they do they will have their license to practice withdrawn and we have seen several doctors that actually went to the extent of standing up for their patients um uh, dr hoff for for instance and and several others who and, and he didn't even um go up against the mandate he just said what do i do i mean i've got all these horrible reactions going on in this small population that I look after in this little town. And if this, all these horrible things are happening, what do I do? And the response was, well, first of all, crickets. And then when he asked again, when he sent an open letter, it would, they took away his basically shut down his hospital privileges. And eventually he's just no longer a doctor. And, He's it is amazing, man. He's extraordinarily intelligent. And it's his I gotta get him on the show. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, Dr. Charles Hoff, he's amazing. He really is. He's of late right now. I think he's on tour 
with uh, several other doctors trying to raise awareness to not vaccinating children because the the medical evidence is overwhelming that it does far more harm than good to children and uh, we need to stop it to protect those little those young lives oh yes yes and thanks for those doctors as well it it's been amazing to see the numbers swelling in the medical community as well i played a really great video yesterday from a nurse that showed up and there were lots of nurses there lots of people from the medical like hospital workers etc uh, who were there, but this one, she just had such a really good way of breaking it down and telling people straight up, um, anybody that's thinking they're taking this vaccine to protect their grandmother or their family or the wider community just simply doesn't understand what this vaccine is at all. Uh, the vaccine, the, the only argument they come back with is it, it, it reduces the symptoms if I get it, um, you know, leaving the side effects aside, but just looking at it from that perspective, but that means that if it doesn't stop transmission, why the mandates, why the pressure, why the hatred, why are your friends and family disowning you because they think you're a ticking, walking time bomb of disease or something? Um, that's from the media. That's from the, the, the false rhetoric, the anti-scientific rhetoric and hateful rhetoric from our politicians. There's no other reason. In the scientific community, there is not consensus. There's pockets of consensus with different things everywhere all over the world, but there's no consensus that they're, you know, and that's the issue. And, and there's been no scientific debate. There's been no discourse. And now Trudeau doesn't even want to go out and negotiate with literally the best salt of the earth people this country has to offer that just want their freedom back. We're not asking for the world. We just want my body, my choice. We want to go back to the charter, back to the Nuremberg Code, and let's just open up our businesses before this country dies of the other virus, which is economic starvation, debilitation, psychological uh, devolution, and all of that. Um, the overdoses are up, like everything's up, and we've had enough. So, um, you know, I'm, I just, I'm really there. Any of these people in the medical field that are speaking out now, there is not a better time. If you're working in a business, if you were, you were secretly on our side, but didn't ever want to out yourself because you also thought you were alone. Well, you're not alone now. So this is the time. Start making video logs. Contact me. You can come on this show. I'll feature you. I'll do whatever I can to put you out there. I am here for my country. I am here for the freedom fighters and the truth warriors around the world. Mike, you are here too. And we can win this together. Look what we've accomplished. And the last thing I'll say I'd like your thoughts on with that is even if they, my thinking is this, even if they somehow are able to bring in a bunch of massive helicopters or something to lift all these trucks out, or I'm trying to think of what they're, or tow trucks, I don't even know, tanks, they don't even have enough tanks. How are they going to do this? But if they were able to get rid of these truckers and shut it all down, you can never let the Canadian, the Canadian people will never forget this. This has lit a fire and they will be, where they're going to have the new resolve, the new energy now to do something else. It's just going to keep coming. So uh, what do you think about that? There's just, if they stop this tomorrow, it's not the end of the fight at all, right? I don't think it is. No, I mean, it, the people are speaking. Frankly, they're, the people are speaking out. They've had enough. They're not buying it anymore. Uh, largely. I mean, some still will, you know, some uh, survive on a diet of CBC and CNN. That's, that's where they get all their opinions because the, t the television tells them that's what their, their opinion is. But I think the majority of Canadians are, they're just sick to death of all of the BS. They, t they get told one story today, an opposite story tomorrow, and they're told to accept that it's, 
that's perfectly normal. I mean, we've got health ministers in, in virtually every province that's doing exactly the same thing. There was one famously in Ontario who was putting on a, a, a news brief and the cameras were rolling before or, you know, early before the actual broadcast started. And she says, I have no idea if these numbers are right or wrong or true or false. I just do what they tell. I, I just say what they tell me to say. Yeah, I remember that. That tells us a lot right there. And then she goes on and speaks with authority about how horrible things are. And yet she's already admitted she has no idea. Just she's reading a script and they're all reading the script. And it's interesting that the script seems to not change from one province to the next and from one day to the next. And when they contradict themselves, they all contradict themselves. Then the next day mm -hmm. they reverse again. They all do it. Anybody who doesn't see the issue there needs to take a long critical look at what's going on. It's time. These, these truckers are speaking not for themselves or for the unvaxxed or for conservatives. They're speaking for every single Canadian. They want us to have our rights back. And I've spent most of my life under the auspices of our charter. And when I saw it two years ago, when I saw it being egregiously ignored and the rules for even disregarding part of the charter require specific tests to be passed before that's permitted. And as two years later, it still hasn't been done. It's called the Oaks test, A-O-O-A-K-E-S test. And it is an integral part of our charter constitution. It requires parliamentary debate before any charter section can be disregarded. It requires that this Oaks test be examined in detail and passed by the majority before any of these overrides or overrules can take place. It has never been done. They have never applied the Oaks test. They have never lawfully overruled any section of the charter. And yet they have admitted that about a dozen sections of the charter have simply been basically withdrawn. People don't realize that the entirety of Canada, people do not have rights. You don't, they were taken away and it's time we got them back. And that's what the truckers are representing for us. They're not talking about vax or unvax or anything else. They're saying, give us back our rights. We own our rights. Brian Peckford says the same thing. We own our rights. So who is Trudeau and his party to take them away from us? They're so nobody's. Nobody's, nobody's, and they're not going to do it. We're not going to let them. I was just going to ask you about Brian Peckford, your thoughts on it. You were there at the same time watching his amazing speech. Man, that guy's, he's got some balls on him, eh? Just amazing guy. And he <laughs> he's also doing this lawsuit. Um yeah. And I feel like he's the kind of guy that knows exactly how to do it. And being that he helped write the highest law of the land of this country. So what do you think his odds are? What do you think about his speech and, and what he's been working on? Well, he's, he's definitely a firebrand. And uh, I have an enormous amount of respect for him. I'll tell you, I would not want to be a lawyer trying to go up against him and his knowledge of the charter in court because there is literally no one on earth who knows more about the charter than he does, because he's one of the ones who wrote it. He says it's been a bridge, or he says it's been, it's been 
basically defiled. And no one knows more about that than he does. So when he goes to court, even in, even a judge that hears it will have to defer to his expertise and say, okay, you know what, you know more about it than I do, so go ahead. And I could just see some shmeeb of a lawyer from the Liberal Party trying to fight against Brian Petford. Good luck with that. It's like putting up an eight-year-old against Muhammad Ali in his prime. Let's, <laughs> Let's see how that works out for you. Well, hey, and if they... Uh... If they somehow don't allow this to be filmed or whatever, we got to sneak some cameras in there. We got to get this. I want to see that. I want this to become like the new OJ Simpson trial for Canada, um, oh, yeah. you know, to get this out. Cause that, I just want to watch the fight. I've been dying Mike to see a battle. Like, like I want to see a debate. I want to see yeah. Anthony Fauci debate Dr. Robert Malone or something, or, you know, <laughs> I want to see um, Dr. Tam debate, uh, doctor, I don't know, pick a Dr. Kerry Midday or someone in Canada. Yeah. Like that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> to see, and then Brian Peckford versus the Supreme court of Canada or, or the RCMP the commissioner. Point. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Like <laughs> let's roast some weenies and, and have a nice, nice one for that. Cause that would be epic. I just want to witness, I want to see them do their, their little argument. And then I want to see them get smashed by the truth because the truth <laughs> is going to win. Uh, wow. Incredible. Well, Mike, this has been great. Is there anything else that come across your desk or any other things that were notable that you want to mention before we say goodbye? Not that, not that I can think of. I just want to, I just want to reiterate to everyone. This is all, this is for you. This is what they're doing it for. This is what the truckers are doing it for. This is what David is doing it for. He's doing it for you personally. He is trying to save your society. They're all trying to save Canada as a country and to keep and support it. Because right now, you'll see a lot of Canadian flags flying upside down. That means it's a country in distress. And that is truly where we are right now. These people, the truckers and all their supporters, and I suspect there's millions of supporters for them, they're all trying to do this for you. They're trying to save your future and the future of your children and your grandchildren and your grandchildren's children. Because if we don't fight for this now, what kind of world are we going to live for, live for them? It's not going to be good. We can fix this. We have the power, we have the ability, and we have the drive and the will to do it. Let's just do it. Let's work together and do it. Oh, that's amazing. I love you, Mike. You're the best. Truckers, I love you too. Thank you for what you're doing. We are 1,000% behind you. Anything you need, we're with you. We love you. And thanks to everybody for tuning in. Please help me share this out far and wide. Let's get the truth out there. Don't give up the fight. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the doomers. Don't listen to the people trying to shout you down. Stay positive. Stay active. Stay proactive. Get involved. And let's go win this. Thank you, Mike. We'll talk soon. Okay, brother? All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks, David. You too. Okay. All right. Have a good one, everybody. That's a wrap. I'll catch you again soon with some more reports. Follow me over on Twitter or on my Telegram. I am posting like a madman over there trying to get as much of this out as I can. And I'll catch you guys next time. Cheers, everybody.